Hey everyone, welcome back for episode 134 of The Path Podcast. I'm Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you've decided to join us on The Path this week. Guys, we finally did it. We made it to the end of the Book of Revelation. Woohoo, uh, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. did it. Woo, confetti streamers. Da, 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 da. Right? Um, it's it's fun. Like It's, it's something to celebrate because, uh, um, you know, that there are other books of the Bible that are like this, but... Revelation is one of those books that, and we've talked about this on the podcast, that people tend to shy away from just because it's it, it, it can be difficult to understand at times. Uh, but um, I think it is it is really cool that God has led us through an entire book of the Bible that was a big undertaking, took 45 messages worth of uh, sermons and, um, you know, two years of our church calendar, really. Um Pretty cool that we've made it all the way through, um, yeah. but, but before we dig into what kind of the final message is, uh, Derek, what maybe what are some highlights of the Book of Revelation, or what what has been uh, something that is just that God has just pressed on you through uh, the study of this bur- uh, this book verse by verse over the last two years? Yeah, I'll share uh, at least two things um, that come to my mind right away. Number one, it's not as scary as I thought it would be. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I knew Lord, the Lord was leading me to preach through this, uh, but I, I didn't know. I thought it would be hard to focus on Jesus and not get caught in the weeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really, that wasn't really that hard. Yeah. Um, because I think when you when you systematically go through the the text of the Scripture. The thing that unfolds is just this beautiful picture of Christ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not to me imperative to get caught into all the what does this mean and how does this apply and are yeah. we seeing this today and all that. It's not really. I mean, it's there. It's just not the main right thing that you come to when you do an exposition of it. When it a pre, like a. a exegetical study to dig into the actual text and the meaning of the text in its original context and help bring it out for people today. Yeah. It just it's not it wasn't that hard. I yeah. was I was afraid it, I was it was a daunting task early on. Yeah. Now there were things that were hard about it. Sure. The constant judgment that mm-hmm. you're seeing Especially, especially once you get to the bowls of, of God's wrath, yeah, uh, being poured out. That that was tough. It was tough to preach through. So it had its challenges, sure, but not necessarily what I anticipated. Yeah, the, the thing I anticipated being a challenge was: Am I going to have to? I'm, I don't. I want to avoid getting into all the, the weeds, controversy. Yeah, but. Will I eventually have to? And I, I felt like I didn't. I never really felt forced to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing, so that was the first thing. It was easier than what I thought in that regard, more challenging than what I thought in other regards, mm-hmm. but just not what I expected, I guess, is right. the main theme of number one. Number two, honestly, it's one of the most, I was thinking about this yesterday as I was preaching the final message. Honestly, it's one of the, one of the greatest tasks of, my pastorate so far, like mm. preaching through this book, has been 
a highlight for me just yeah. in my ministry, preaching ministry. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just a blessing, you know, um, to be able to do that. And uh, I hope it's helped people as much as it's helped me. And yeah. So those are my two takeaways. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. How about you? Yeah, yeah I think for me, um, the two things, like, to, to your point, so I've, I've read through the book of Revelation before, um, helped, te- you know, teach through a little bit of it before, um, but it, it is a great reminder uh, to me, wor- working through, it's been a great reminder over the last two years, that um, we as human beings are so adept at taking tertiary issues and making them primary issues, um, and it's like, to your point, that, you know, the things that people get all in a tizzy about in the book of Revelation, it, it's not that they're, I'm not saying that they're not there. It is stuff that should be studied. Absolutely. But it's not the primary issue. Like, when does the millennium come? When does the rapture happen? Are we seeing these things happen right now in our time? When's the actual date when it's going to come? Those are not the, that's not the focus of the book of Revelation. Um, and that, so I've been reminded of that, and that's encouraging to me. At the same time, kind of leading into the second thing that that has just been such a great reminder to me over the last uh, 45 messages is how filled with worship the book of Revelation is. Like every page has some aspect of worship on it. Um, And and that I think that underscores the fact that Revelation is a book about Jesus. It's not a book about codes or signs or special images or anything like that. It's a book about Jesus uh, and about how he will do what he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that should stir our hearts to worship him. Um, and one, one of the things, too, like it, within that uh, aspect of worship is that there, um, there are so many different types of worship that take place in here. Um, you see... You see lamentation, you see thanksgiving, you see celebration, you see awe and wonder, you see all these different aspects of how we worship God, and you see the people of God worshiping God for his faithfulness and his um, His sticking to his word, which is not, I don't think that's something that we, that is an aspect of our worship a lot. And I mean, our worship as like, you know, Christians around the world, that um, it's it's hard to worship God. And we even talked about this in the sermons. It's hard to worship God for seeing His judgment being poured out, and yet it should stir up our worship, our hearts to worship Him because we see God's truthfulness and God's faithfulness on display in that, and that's encouraging to me. Um, it's really kind of um, it's it has stirred me to want to add some different aspects to how we worship. Not like a every week thing, but every once in a while. Um, corporate confession is a good thing, <laughs> you know. Um, sadness over lostness is a good thing. Um, you know, and, and celebration of God's goodness, celebration of God's grace, celebration of the fact that we have salvation in Him. Um, those are all good things. It's just, it give, I think it gives a more nuanced and broad picture of what worship can be and should be uh, as opposed to what is typically thought of as worship in the American church mm-hmm. um, and so that's been that's been really encouraging to me to see that um, particularly over the last 
probably five chapters of the book, I think, you know, because you, you have the beautiful, grand, majestic images in chapter four and five of the throne room, and, and those are probably somewhat familiar to people because they've seen those things, and there's lots of songs that are written about those two, but, mm-hmm. um, but especially in these last chapters where you see God finally doing and doling out judgment that he said he was going to dole out and how his people worship him because of it mm-hmm. is um, is challenging to me in a good way. Challenging in a good way. So Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that um the book of Revelation also just gives us it was very timely. Yeah. Um you know, we're, we are facing a lot of the same things that the seven churches it was written to were facing <clears throat> mm-hmm. in their day, you know, and, and not a lot has changed. So I hope that it has given us courage to walk that road. You know, we, you hear a lot of terminology thrown around, um, you know, post-Christian. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, what, what does all that mean? And basically it just means that our world is becoming less and less uh, uh, Judeo-Christian yeah. in its values, even even in the United States, which is is quite shocking to what we're used to. Yeah. And so, but it's not shocking to the rest of the Christians in the rest of the right. world. Right, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's something that Christians in Europe and Asia have been dealing with for decades longer than we have. Yeah. yeah. So it can be scary for us and daunting and we we can assume that oh this must be the end but yeah. it might not be and the book of revelation is meant to give us courage to face what we face mm-hmm. um, and remain faithful to our to our God. So yeah. I hope I mean it's done that for me but I hope I hope that 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 comes through for everyone else as well. So. Yeah, I think I think another thing that's been really cool is how I think the book of Revelation helps to situate us in this incredible legacy of faith that we're a part of. That, yes, this book was written to Christians in the first century, and they were dealing with the same kind of things that we deal with. And so it's like, oh, man, we're not alone in this. And this is what we're facing today in America is not something that no other Christian has ever faced. Um, and those Christians were able to remain faithful. Mm-hmm. And so it should, I think it should serve to, to bolster us and encourage us to keep keep up the good fight. You know, to, you, you can make it through this with the Lord's help. Uh, you, can, you can make it through any difficulty that you're facing. Well, and maybe this will help us transition to what mm-hmm. we talked about yesterday, but yeah. we have an incredible clarion call mm. Yeah. that we carry as the church yeah. to the rest of the world. That's right. And that's what the end was about, was that, you know, do you, all that you've seen, do you want this? Yeah. It's yours. Right. Come. Come to me. And we, we carry that. We And we have yeah. work to do. We have incredible, meaningful, eternal work to do mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. But right here in Lafayette. Uh, to carry out that call on behalf of our Savior. Yeah. Uh, that people can have their sins forgiven and they can have an eternal home in Him. Um, 
And that's really, you know, uh, there's a quote I want to share. Sure. It was fantastic. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah, let, let's get into it then. Let, you know, so we've, we've come through these, these 45 weeks and, and these 22 chapters of a, of a book of scripture. And, um, we come to this final message here in the last, you know, five, six verses that, um, really it's this, it's the same message that we saw at the beginning of the book of Revelation chapter <clears throat> one, um, just a lot, a lot more pointed, I think now. And so, Talk to us about what what is the final message of the book of Revelation and how, how should we leave the book of Revelation moving forward? Yeah, I said yesterday, and, and the text says it too, it's, it's really just one word. Mm-hmm. And that word has come, you know, that, um, that Jesus extends that call to uh, humanity yeah. to come to him and... Uh, you and I, as as believers, we've heard that call. We we come, and we have so many things available to us that mm-hmm. are mentioned here. But the fact that we still aren't to this moment of yeah. history means that that call is extended to uh, any people from any nation, tribe, or tongue. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that that call to come to Jesus, you know, and so, yeah, I said yesterday, like, what are you facing? Mm-hmm. What trials do you face? Come to Him. Yeah. What um, difficulties are in your life? Come to Him. Um. Just the whole point of the Book of Revelation, I think, is is summed up in that word. Yeah. Come, come to Jesus. So, um, he said, you know, it begins with saying, do you have ears that, that can hear? Are you, is anyone able to hear? You know, is anyone yeah. listening? Come. Um, it sounds very familiar to words that John shared of Jesus is mm-hmm. in John chapter five, when it says, truly, I tell you, anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. Mm. That idea of hearing and heeding yeah. the word of the Lord, uh, the call of the Lord to come. Um, I talked about it yesterday. It's like, you know, why do we, even as Christians sometimes, keep a foot in the world yeah. and kind of foot, you know, in, in, in Christ's kingdom? Why would we do that? Yeah. When we have everything that we would ever want with with Christ and everything that the world offers is like dung in comparison. I mean, it's yeah, just it's counterfeit. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't doesn't measure up, you know. And then the passage says, "Are you thirsty? Mm-hmm. Come, come and drink from the river of life freely." Yeah, you know. So, and that gives me, you know, this. This quote I shared from Charles Spurgeon, which was just fantastic. I would like to share it again. Mm-hmm. Where he says, and I agree with this. I think it's so so key. He says, to my mind, the solemnity of this invitation come lies partly in the fact that it is placed at the very end of the Bible and placed there because it is the sum and substance, the aim and the objective of the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. 
It's like the point of the arrow and all the rest of the Bible is like the shaft and the feathers on either side of it. We may say of the scriptures what John said the gospel, of his gospel. These are written, all the books that are gathered together in one library called the Bible. These are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. In that believing, you might have life through his name. So far as you are concerned, this blessed book has misled, mis, has, sorry, this blessed book has missed its purpose unless you have been led by it to come to Christ. I love that. Yeah. It's like, why even read the Bible? If right. You're not, <laughs> if you're not worried about coming to Christ, why would you even read it? Yeah. It is all in vain <clears throat> that you have a Bible or read your Bible unless you really take the water of life of which mm. it speaks. Yeah. It is worse than vain, for it is not, for it, for if it is not a savor of life, it is not a savor of life unto life to you. It shall be a savor of death unto death. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it seems to me that this is a very solemn invitation, because all the books of the Bible do, in effect, cry to sinners, "Come to Jesus." And I think that's mm -hmm. the point, man. You know, just. The whole point of the book of Revelation, the whole point, I agree, of the Bible, as, as Spurgeon said. How, how do you disagree when he says it so eloquently? You know? Right, <laughs> right. But is that Jesus calls mm -hmm. people to come to him. It's, it's what we saw in the first part of the yeah. book of Revelation. Is what we see at the very end. And, and, and people are being beckoned unto the Lord to come to him and depend on him and to not follow the ways of this world and mm -hmm. um, and to come to him because he has water. He has living water. He has yeah. water of life that you can drink from freely. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then John echoes that mentality and thought and he says, you know, Christ is coming soon. And he says, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Yeah. So I think our heart in that Maranatha mm -hmm. um, phraseology. I think our hearts should be the same, Lord. You know, I know there's still work to be done, but would you come? Yeah. Would you come? Yeah. And we want we want to see you and know you, and then and then John closes out as in just a wonderful way, and asks for the grace of God to be extended to everyone. You know, so I think, you know, we 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 go as a people of grace. We mm -hmm. we go with that with that come uh, mentality mm -hmm. coming to Christ come experience his love his mercy his grace so that one day you don't have to experience his judgment you know because that's yeah. part of it but uh, that is still extended to people today so. right yeah I think I think one of the most beautiful things about the way that John ends this this book is that um, John's by himself exiled on an island when he writes this book and yet his concern is not how do I get off this island his concern is people need Jesus mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. people need Jesus all that I'm experiencing right now being by myself on an island it's it's worth it if one more person comes to Jesus mm -hmm. um, <coughs> and I, I think that's such a great encouragement for us um, that that we get to carry on the message that John is is saying here that mm -hmm. 
we get to go to the world and say, hey, come to Jesus. Like, I know that what you're facing is hard. I know that everything around you looks like it's falling apart. Come to Jesus. If you're thirsty, come to Jesus. If you can hear me, come to Jesus. Like, and and it, it I, I love that um, I'm a, I'm, most people wouldn't look at the last chapter of Revelation and be like, oh man, this is just the passage for evangelism right here, right? But it is. It's We get to carry that same message to go into the world and say, come to Jesus uh, because he's what you need. And um, and I just, I, I think that, that we shouldn't just breeze past that and, and not just take a moment to say, yeah, I want to carry that message to the world mm-hmm. um, because the, it's a beautiful thing that not only non-believers, but us as believers are being invited as well. Come to Jesus because yeah. he's the only one that's going to continue to keep you going through mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. He's the only one who's going to empower you to be able to, to face the day. Um, don't, you know, come, you, you came to Jesus once, you believed the gospel, and then you said, thanks, Jesus, I got the rest of it. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> you, you need, we need Jesus every day. Uh, we need we need more come and drink day. from the water of life freely yeah every day yeah that's right yeah so good yeah man i you know this has been uh it's been a beautiful journey <laughs> to make it from from revelation 1 to revelation 22 um wh- what would you say kind of as like a, a you know a way to try to tie a bow <laughs> on the end of it how, how would you end uh, our discussion of the book of revelation I have tasted and seen Mm. that God is good that Christ is worthy of all my life and all that I have Mm. and um, I have tasted and I have seen that he's good and I hope that you would come to him too and experience that Mm. I know the I know this world is um, tempting. That's the whole point of it. Like temptation is, yeah, it's alluring, hard to resist. Yeah, but it'll leave you empty. And uh, Christ wants to fill you up, mm-hmm. and He wants to leave you satisfied, never thirsting again. When you drink of that well, you realize how nasty the other tastes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. Yeah. It's like when you're uh, expecting to drink like Dr. Pepper and you end up drinking sweet tea or something. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that's not what I expected. Yeah. Like once you drink living water, once you drink from Christ, from the river that never runs dry, mm. you know that the other tastes so bad yeah. and, and, you, and you don't want to go back to it. Yeah. So that that's what I would say. You know, I don't know that that sums up the book of Revelation. It just sums up how the Lord has worked in my life in this time yeah is that um yeah he's worth it and mm-hmm. I encourage you if you're listening or watching uh, and you haven't come to uh to Christ to drink from the living water I, I would encourage you to do it it's worth it mm-hmm. it's far better than anything anything else could offer you so. yeah yeah it's great yeah, well, um, we we close uh, a chapter in in uh, in the Path Podcast. And uh, this coming week we begin Advent, 
and it's going to be a beautiful time of celebrating and, and looking forward to the birth of our Savior. Uh, but this is also going to serve as the season finale for the Path Podcast, and we're going to take a break for uh, Christmas and, and New Year's. Um, but we will be back in 2024 with more episodes and, and digging in. But in the, in the meantime, we would love to hear from you. What what has God shown you through the book of Revelation? What has... Um, what, what has come out from these pages and these, these scriptures as we've read through them that, that you may not have realized about God before? We would love to talk to you about that. And in, even in this meantime, we're not having weekly episodes for a little bit. We still have a conversation. We'd love to do that. You can email us at thepath at lafayettefirst.life. Uh, or you can comment right on the YouTube video, and we could start a conversation that way. Um, but as as you go you're, to all the places you're going to go over the holidays in the next month or so, um, talk to them about the Path Podcast. Tell tell people that you come into contact with, hey, we do a podcast at our church, and we'd love to, to share it with you and, and to hear about it. Um, but we hope that you have a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. We'll be back uh, in the new year with new episodes. And until then, I'm Jason. I'm Derek. And we hope that you will join us as we continue down the path.